1961, Disney acquired the rights to a series of children's novels by P.L. Travers about a kind but strict nanny. I and- might. Clint, no, we got it. We have to go back to doing real intros where we actually talk about like the production history of the movie. People want to know. Oh, blimey, mate! I don't know what 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 the banana you're talking about. It's not me, Clint. It's me, Bert. No, we did a stupid, goofy intro like the last two or three oh, episodes. Jim, we have Jim, 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 with you now, mate. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. I think that's a different movie. That's really, honestly, just confusing because people might. Um, like, this is the part where people are supposed to find out what movie we're talking about in this episode. Well, Mike, why don't you hop in this truck drawing with me and we'll laugh to the ceiling and we'll dance on the floor. Toppins for the poppins, mate. Feed the birds. Top, top, pop, cher- cherry, cheese, lang. <sighs> okay, we're talking about Mary Poppins. <laughs> Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, the greatest good you're ever going to get. And I'm Clint Jazz Hands Page. I'm what the French call les incompetents. You sure are. And you know what, Clint? I'm still, in, still incompetent, you know, two episodes later. Yeah, no, you will be incompetent for for the rest of my life. For the rest of time, I think. But th- there's good news. Oh, this show is going to be different moving forward. I feel like this is like the sixth time we've said this, but <laughs> we've changed tone. Well, I think we've kept the same tone, but we've definitely changed. Um, well, ability. Something life changing happens for me about every other weekend, I would say, and mm-hmm. that life changing thing for me that happened this weekend is now. I am a, I guess you could say I'm a disciple of John Cena. Um, yeah, I, I see we- the hat. <laughs> I wear a John Cena hat that I <laughs> told. What? I've, you what, you hat? I said, I'm, I said I'm wearing a John you Cena. You said hat. I wear a John Cena hat. That is not what I said. Let's play the clip. Play the clip. Boop, boop. <laughs> I said I'm wearing a John Cena hat, <laughs> and it says never give up on it. Also says you can't see me on the back. I told Clint I commit to wearing this hat every single time we record this podcast forever um, until the end yeah. of time. Because I saw have- John Cena oh. in the flesh oh. last night. In the skin. In the skin. He threw a man through a table. Oh, man. Was he wearing a shirt? Not the man he threw, but John Cena. He was not wearing a shirt. No. Now oh, listen. No. He started oh, out no. wearing a shirt. Oh, no. And at some point, he said, this shirt is no longer necessary. And I stood up and clapped. And I said, yes, John, take it off. This shirt is holding back my wrestling ability. So the full story is, I'll give you the quick version. Because I sent Clint like a seven minute long voice message last night (laughs) telling him this story. Because I was so excited about it. It was Um, very long. Friday night, I went and saw Bumblebee, which is, you know, it's a movie with John Cena. And that's the main thing about the movie. Um, John Cena's in it. He's really good. I was like, man, John Cena's His origin cool. story, right? Uh, yes. It's about how he becomes John Cena. Um, okay. 
and he gets stung by a bee. They call it bumblebee. He gets like super strong powers. He gets powers. bee powers. Yeah. Um, so I see that movie. I knew that the next night I was going to a WWE live event in Knoxville with a friend of mine who's super duper into WWE. Was not even thinking that John Cena making an appearance at this <coughs> event was a possibility. I thought John yeah. Cena was off starring in Power Rangers 2 or something like that. But no. He, uh, no, I don't think so. I just, it seemed oh. like a movie he would be in. I that guess. would work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, John Cena was there in the flesh and I had just bought a John Cena hat right before that thinking, man, like it'd be really cool if, if John Cena was here because then I could say like, I, I bought a John Cena hat at an event where I saw him live, but I know he's not going to be here tonight, but I still like the hat anyway. And then like five minutes later, they're like, and now it's time for your main event. And then I hear, and Clint, I, it was the happiest moment of my life. And I haven't taken off this hat since. Even though I'm not a wrestling fan because large crowds stress me out, especially when they're screaming, I do feel like there would be this, undeniable electricity that went through the room whenever he entered you can't even imagine really the atmosphere in the room when jonathan cena what's his middle name to the ring jonathan bartholomew cena cena yeah that sounds right john b cena with his lime green wristbands uh-huh. He's a li- he's he's kind of a small fellow compared to the other WWE fellows, you know. I mean, he's could like, you take him? I could not take him, Clint, because he's John Bartholomew Cena. Because you can't see him. I can't even see him. How can I take him? That's the thing that people... I could take him to the prom if he wanted to go <laughs> with me. I would gladly do that. That's the thing about John Cena. The magic is that he doesn't exist. He doesn't he's exist. An, you can't he's see an him. Empty... He's an empty, it's an empty ring, and this man, he's the best stunt actor in the world. All all wrestlers are. They just act like some being is punching and throwing them. But they say it's John Cena, but in reality, he's not even real. You you start to think that you can see like a silhouette of him though, and I don't know if that's in my head or not. But I heard the he's music and I knew that he was there. He's created by Hallmark Marketing Company to sell Easter cards, is what it was. Oh, really? Says, you can't you can't see me, except on Easter. That's the day he comes out. Are you making like a Groundhog Day joke, or that's that's the day he's able to walk on dry land <laughs> <laughs> on Easter? Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to hang out with John Cena on Easter. Yeah, because I'm sick and tired of going to the ocean to hang out with him. I know that's the thing is he's he he's there, but he's not omnipresent. So the only way to summon him is to start wrestling your relatives (laughs) on Easter. You have to cut or your palms of your hands, draw a circle of blood around you, drink one of those really big bottles of Gatorade, (laughs) take your shirt off. And sit cross-legged on the floor and the floor and start playing the theme song, and then he appears. Once you in sweat front of that you. Gatorade, like in those gross old commercials, <laughs> he appears in front of you, but he's soaking wet with Gatorade because he comes from <laughs> the ocean, and there's Gatorade, Gatorade dripping out of his pores, and he says, "Yeah, I will grant yeah, yeah. you one wish." And yeah, I, and I say, "John, you've you've already granted it. <laughs> Wrestle me. This is all." <laughs> 
<laughs> wrestle me, John. Destroy me. Break every bone in my body. <laughs> I don't want to be recognizable after this. Mr. Cena, Mr. Cena, this table that my grandfather <laughs> built with his own bare hands, it would be an honor if you would throw me through this table. I don't want my wife and children to recognize me when they see me after this fight. I want them to see a man <laughs> who was pummeled by John Jonathan Bartholomew Cena. John Cena, when you kill me, you may take my wife and children back to the ocean with you. <laughs> John, I didn't say if you kill me. I say when. When you If kill you me. haven't killed me by the time I'm 80 years old, I want you to kill me. And my I want wife you to, and children are yours to take care of. I want you to make my children adept to water like in the shape of water, but, but without kissing them on the face. No kissing, John Cena. You are not allowed to kiss my children. John Cena, you may take my wife, but you may not kiss my children. Do I not. swear. John Cena, you were really good in Bumblebee. Thank you for hey, letting the girl be reunited with her robot. Spoiler alert, sorry. Oh man. Hey, speaking of family. Uh-huh. I have discovered Great transition. myself. Thank oh, you, you discovered yourself? I've discovered myself. Like a dog in a mirror, I have discovered myself. Okay. So a big trend, especially in podcasts, you hear about it a lot in podcasts and promo codes, or at least the ones I do, is a service called 23andMe. Have Not you heard of it? a sponsor. We cannot Not sponsor, stress that enough. But they should be because it's nostalgic. Okay. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, not a sponsor, but you've heard of the service, correct? I've heard of them, yes. So it's a DNA test. Uh, you determine your ancestry by uh, seeing uh, where you are from in the world percentage-wise, and if you, you splurge a little bit, you can also see your health and see you know your muscle oh, composition. Wow. Did you splurge a little bit? I did splurge. Nice. Um, so I actually got this as a Christmas present. Okay. So, um, I'm going to tell you my 23andMe results real quick if you're this ready This is very exciting. So guess what I am? Uh, you I, I've already told you, dang it. seem to be Caucasian, mostly. Bingo. Bingo. So it starts out saying, first of all, you are 100% Clint, which is the sweetest <laughs> thing. <laughs> which is the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's now, growing sweet. up my entire life, like many children from the South, you hear that you're Native American, which in... In a lot of places, that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're from the South, odds are there is some Native American heritage in you. Me, Elizabeth Warren, all of us. Yeah, you, Elizabeth Warren, me. Mm-hmm. Um, this de- and, and there's even pictures on my grandmother's side of somebody who, by all intents and purposes, looks like a Native American woman. And I was told that that was my great-great-grandmother. Uh-huh. Well... According to this test, I have no Native American ancestry in me. You have zero, so you can't even do the typical white person I can't. claim yeah. of like, I'm actually one twenty fourth Native American. I am ninety nine point five percent European. <laughs> what type of European specifically? I am fifty two point seven percent Irish. Okay. And uh, after that, I'm fourteen point three percent German and French. Mm-hmm. I'm 1.4% Scandinavian, 1% Iberian, and here's here's where things get interesting. Oh, yeah. 0.3% Asian. Ooh. It and just says Asian? Does it get more specific it, than that? 
it doesn't. It's too it's too uh, granular for you to even you know. Wait, what determine. was the percentage, Asian? Point three. Okay. And then point two percent sub-Saharan African. Okay. And I I did like I said I did the medical results. I have no. Um, it didn't tell me I was diabetic, so I'm calling. I'm going to call my doctor. <laughs> That's like one of your big things. They couldn't even tell that. <laughs> well, the test, in all fairness, the test wasn't set up to determine that. Okay. Um, and it's not genetic, so he, they couldn't tell gotcha. from my spit. Um, but it did tell me. Even that I, I can tell the, from your spit that you're diabetic. <laughs> I know when you taste it yeah. all the time. Um, but when you uh, mail it, it to me. <laughs> and I it get that vial me. of Clint spit, <laughs> and I put just a oh. drop of it in my Lacroix. I can with, tell with, with my spit, which is what you mail into them. Mm-hmm. They said you have uh, a couple of options. We can either discard it, um, we can mail it back to you, and you can throw it away, or we can keep it for DNA testing. What? Yeah. So just like that's just like donating your spit to science for them to do Pretty whatever much. they want with. Yeah, if you if you had like some kind of what they bill it as, if you had some kind of like medical anomaly or genetic anomaly mm-hmm. that they could see, uh, they could use it for testing. But what I'm thinking is there ain't gonna be a clone of me out there. Yeah. So I told them to throw that mess away. <laughs> Good. But they did tell me that I had the muscle composition of a elite power athlete. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Put that on your Twitter bio. <laughs> muscle composition of an elite power athlete. And then oh, the man. quote is 23andMe. You could tag them on Twitter. I could. I feel like twenty posting your 23andMe results is going to be similar to when people did like their Enneagram results or their Myers-Briggs. Don't even get me started on the Enneagram, man. Because it's fake and also real. It's fake, but it's so real. It's so yeah. fake and so real. We got to talk about the Enneagram on another episode. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I think you. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought you were an eight until like the last year and a half. I, I can yeah. see it in you now. This is well, so uninteresting. More, we have to move on. The, the more crack <laughs> cocaine I do, the different person. That's how you like find your true self is by doing yeah. more and more cocaine. Yeah. Um, anyway. Wow, that was great. Uh, we are talking about, about Mary Poppins today. The, yeah. <laughs> Mary Poppins is a movie. <laughs> do mm. I say that about every movie? <laughs> I think is you that, do. I think that's what I say at the beginning of every episode. Ninja Turtles is a movie. We haven't done Ninja Turtles yet. We could. Mm. We could do Ninja Turtles sometime. Uh, say something about Mary Poppins, Clint. I'm just going to um, predicate this episode by saying... Get ready for me to probably get pretty defensive. <laughs> oh, why? I'm just, le- because I'm just letting you know this. You love this movie, and spoiler alert, I don't dislike it by any means. Okay, okay, but I'm just getting ready to probably, I'm setting myself up to maybe sound like a child. In a You're lot about of to make a bold, bold claim, aren't you? Probably, probably. Um. Well, hold off on that for now. And why don't you first just kind of give me some background on your experience with it as a kid? Well, when I was born in 1964 <laughs> was when this movie came out. <laughs> okay. No, but th- this movie was one that we had on VHS, I remember. And I, I, I'm i pretty sure my sister introduced it because when you're a kid, this movie probably would have been more appealing towards little girls. If you grew up in a household with uh, societal 
know, gender norms. Societal we did. Yeah, boys societal don't watch musicals. Exactly. They don't. Yeah, but but I there was a part of it that really appealed to me, and that was because I wanted to be an animator, and this movie had a lot of animation in it. So naturally, anything Disney, I have a sweet spot for. And so I, of course, watched it, and I continue to watch it over and over and over and over again. Even into my adulthood, I will watch it on my own. Can I interrupt you for a second? You no. liked this movie. No, I'll let you get back to it. You like this movie because it has animation in it. There are other movies that are totally animated. No, like the whole thing no. is animated. I know this is crazy to you. No, that was like my introduction in like, well, it's a musical. Why would I? Oh, okay. Well, it has animation. Let me watch it. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Go that on. Was, that was how I got into it. I know there's movies called, with animation. It's called Space Jam. Rock-a-doodle. Wait, neither <laughs> of these are totally animated. <laughs> so I, I do have to ask, was Rock-a-doodle our first musical we covered or is this? Um... Yeah, Rockadoodle's totally a musical. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, the way I determine a musical is if the plot is furthered by the songs that are being sung. And, and I don't necessarily definitely know if Rockadoodle are in Rockadoodle, pal. Uh, okay. Well, absolutely. I, I okay, this is our first live action musical. Okay. We, yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Fair. Rockadoodle has a fair amount of live action in it. But, but not as much. Yeah, okay. Rockadoodle's build primary. Let's stop talking about Rockadoodle's Rock. a better movie than Mary Poppins. But what was your experience with it as a as a youth? Um, okay. I remember watching it in a car at one point on the way Probably. to Disney World. Oh man. Clutch. That's prime viewing. Um, yeah, because I was like I think I was going to Disney World with my aunt and my cousin. Oh. And my aunt was like, you haven't seen Mary Poppins? I was like, no. So I watched Mary Poppins. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I was like, this is pretty cool. Kind of yeah. thought it was boring at times. But yeah. because this was like middle school, I didn't see it before that. Oh, um, wow. That's very but late. I, not really. I, I can't I imagine so. a, a someone younger than that being that entertained by this movie. There's a I lot of boring started parts. I probably started watching this when I was like seven. Um, humble brag. Which says a lot about me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen it multiple times since then. Um, right. And I like it. It's good. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's a slow it. burn. It's a movie that I have seen a few times and enjoyed. I don't think I would have ever considered it my favorite or one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I think this was more, the movie was more important to you than it was to me. Oh, I saw Probably. it, um, in senior year of high school, I was in a choir at our school, and we went on tour um, in Chicago, and oh, we I'm saw right. the Broadway tour. You were tour. with my wife. I was with your wife. Yeah. We were in that choir together. You weren't invited, though, on that trip. I wasn't in choir that year. I was in it the next year. Uh, yeah, you weren't. Um, yeah, we, me and Chandler hung out a bunch on that trip. We were really close friends. <laughs> I, I don't bet. know if we ever spoke to each other at all. Um, <laughs> but... I saw it on Broadway and honestly kind of hated it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I couldn't I don't remember love I, the stage production. I was thinking about it the other day, actually, because, um, I couldn't remember if you told me you saw it on Broadway, which the Broadway version is very different from the movie version. Yeah. Right? There's like a whole, there's a scene where all the toys in the room come to life and start dancing and it sucks so much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm asking why, if it was different. Our uh -huh. old high school, 
two two years after I left, three after you left, they did it. Which is a point of conversation that would not be that interesting to most people, but we keep up with our high schools and musicals that they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore. We used no, to. No, we don't. But... but we were very into high school theater back in the day. Oh, like that was our life. <laughs> I was crushed when I graduated because I was never going to be able to be in Peter Pan again. No, me too. Whenever I found out that they were doing uh, Mary Poppins, uh-huh. I was like kind of angry. <laughs> because this was your musical. Because, yeah, because it was like, you realize I have the body composition of one of the characters. Okay, but let's talk about the fact that your senior year of high school, they did. That's true. I was graduated. They did Bye Bye Birdie, mainly probably because they're like, well, Clint's a senior. He's going to be a lead. (laughs) We got to let him be Dick Van Dyke. Like, Dick Van Dyke is your dude. You love Dick Van Dyke. I love him so much that he and I wrote letters to each other, which (laughs) is is not not an exaggeration. It's not a lie. It's very true. I'm in my bedroom right now, and I can see I have an autographed picture of Dick Van Dyke right above me right now. And you You also have one. Yeah, you got me one, and I have it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he he and I wrote letters to each other. Mm -hmm. He, he, you know, encouraged me. um, Wait, multiple letters? Yeah, we wrote about two letters back and forth to each other. Wow. Yeah, they're at my parents' house right now, so That's I don't have them so with cute. me. That's so cute. But yeah, he was, he was um, I mean, I say he wrote them. He probably like got a stenographer or whatever to write them for him. But either way, or somebody from like his PR office, but either way, um, it was still a cool gesture. Have you seen that episode of New Girl where um, Nick thinks he's been writing letters to, or maybe it was Schmidt, has thinks he's been writing letters to michael keaton his whole life but it was his friends pretending to be michael keaton what if that's the case with you (laughs) what if your parents were pretending to be dick van dyke i i looked it up um because i got the um pictures mailed to me the reason i did it was because i wanted to get my director um you know a, a parting gift more or less a thank you for letting me be in this show even though I don't think I have any semblance of musical ability. I still got to be in it. I'm pretty sure um, your twi- 23 and me told you that you don't. I, it did actually. Ability, it told it? me I cannot harmonize, <laughs> which, which I feel is like not, not. No, you you're a pretty good singer. Yeah, but, but maybe that just means uh, you had to come by it by hard work instead of natural talent. Yeah, which like John is Cena. true. It does not come naturally to me. John Cena is the um, hardest working man alive. That's right. John Cena is my master. <laughs> what master do you serve jonathan bartholomew cena dang right but um where was i going with this oh yeah uh the the uh the autograph pictures came like two shows before the end show which you were actually in the show or you were a part of the show you played i played an instrument the saxophone in the orchestra because which was i in, like, could what, not songs? let go of my past i had to play in the orchestra for my former high school in all fairness, no, it was a I lot did of fun. have to kind of, I did have to kind of convince you to do it. Like, you, well, you did, and also don't sell yourself short. Also, I was like, I got paid for it, so I was like, wait, true. I'm like a paid musician right now. This is sweet. So it was fun. Yeah, true. But um, I got so, to almost it, get kicked by you because as you tap danced close to the stage, and I was sitting yeah, that's in the, the orchestra thing pit. is, hey, hey, listeners to the show, I tap dance. Clint tap dances. He's pretty yeah. good at it. But um, eh, <laughs> I had to learn for the show. I, you know how we did like the musical bios, and it's like your abilities. I yeah. said I could tap dance. I could not tap dance, <laughs> so I lied because I knew it was in the show. So I wanted to get the part. Genius. But um, 
yeah, I thought maybe that my parents had, um, you know, actually uh, signed the pictures themselves. But I looked up his autograph and I made and I saw the postman deliver your thing. So I knew it okay. didn't come from my parents. So I was like, oh, wow, it's actually real. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But anyway, moving on from my my side of the story. Well, um, so that's a kind of our personal connections with this movie. I guess we can mm-hmm. get into uh, what we both thought about it upon rewatching it. I just finished watching it about an hour ago. You watched it yesterday. Is that correct? Yeah, I watched it last night. Um, do we want to do our numbers thing? Yeah, let's do our numbers. I feel like I know what your number is going to be. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can I, let's, let's, let's change it up. You yeah. guess my number. I guess your number. Okay. The, okay. We don't have to. Do, are we doing this at the same time? No, we don't have to. <laughs> you Okay. What you do get, you think mine is? I think you guessed a seven. Nine, baby. You guess, Okay. What's mine? Uh, Ten. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm actually surprised that you yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I a loved bit it more. more than I thought I would. I mean, yeah. I knew I liked this movie, but um, I like it a lot. <laughs> I I was fully anticipating it being about an eight or nine, but there's more in the movie that like stood out to me and was a lot funnier than I remembered it being. Yeah, it's really funny. I was laughing a whole lot. I think the kids are so good. They are. I, love the I used to hate I knew them. Dick Van Dyke was funny, but I love the kids. Yeah, one of the funniest moments uh, in the movie was towards the beginning when the kids were brought home by the police officer and their mother went, oh, oh what are their names? Michael and Jane, welcome home. And the, the, their dad was like, stop getting emotional or something. Like, <laughs> like she was so like calm about it. It's like, all right, stop getting emotional. <laughs> yeah, they're such a funny, very funny. little family. Um, it was very British. Very British and not made by British people. Made by no, Disney, it wasn't. an American company, yeah. a very American company. At the time, much more American than they are now. <laughs> Probably, yeah, because back then they made like World War II propaganda. Well, <laughs> well, I just meant like I assume their reach was much less global than it is now. Right. But, yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. I mean, I the uh, the only reason I don't say ten, I think, is because even as an adult, there are still moments that bore me a little bit and it's a little bit slow but i do think it's super duper interesting i love the i love that sort of they don't really make it clear that it's really about mr banks until like the last like 30 minutes right yeah i i don't know a lot of people could consider that a flaw in the movie but i like that i think it makes makes the ending much more interesting than the ending of Mary Poppins Returns, which we're not talking about yet, which will yeah. be our next episode. But yeah, I, I it, the ending was a lot more emotionally fulfilling than I remembered it ever being. Yes, same. Um, and like this may have been the first time that I watched this movie knowing that it really is supposed to be a story about Mr. Banks because of that movie Saving Mr. Banks, which I didn't <laughs> see, but like know the it concept was okay. of it. Yeah. Um, I really want to watch it now, um, mainly because I like Tom Hanks a lot, and he's Walt yeah. Disney. Why have he's I not very, seen that? He's movie a very yet? good Walt Disney. Yeah, he's man. He was Walt Disney, and I was gonna be Mister Rogers. I know he's gonna be Paddington he... next. <laughs> <laughs> Real life Paddington. Yes. Um, but yeah. anyway, th- this was probably the first time I watched it with that knowledge as an adult, and I expected that to be part of the movie much earlier than the in the movie than it was mm-hmm. but it really doesn't become a thing until 
the end. He's just kind of a caricature bad dad that doesn't care for most of the movie, and it's like seems like it's a whimsical story about the kids. And then right. the last thirty minutes are like all about him, and I love that for some reason. It just works for me. Yeah, probably because I mean, Disney does its magic in making sure that it's like seventy five percent towards the kids. And then 25% towards the adults, but what's there for the adults is really, really good. Yeah, and the stuff that's there for the kids very much works for adults, too, because... Oh, yeah, right. um, I'm saying that the stuff that's like, hey, kids, you're not going to get this. This is for the adults. It's very good. This Uh, stuff's for the adults. Adults, Adult Swim, starring Mary Poppins. Adult Swim, starring Mary Poppins. Well, hey... It sounds like we both like this movie. Let's talk about it a little bit more in just a moment after we take a quick break. We now bring you to the fourth installment of the quest for a crystal sponsorship. Quest spelled with a K. When we last joined our heroes, they had just found out that Greg, feeble Greg, had magical blood, and Sir Tim made the faulty error of using his magical blood to wish for a salad. Tension is growing high between Sir Tim and Greg. Let's join our heroes by a babbling brook right now. Greg, get your head out of the water. It's not doing any good. I'm sorry, it's just so hot. I know it is. Greg, I must ask you, are you feeling weary on this journey? I am feeling weary, even though I've just been tied to the back of the horse. I will weary in the sense of spirit, Greg. Oh, if no. If I could... Oh, really? You're My spirit hopeful. is unquenchable, brother. I can't wait to find that crystal sponsorship. Oh, brother, I can't either. But if I'm being 100% transparent, I must be honest with you by saying... I do worry that the quest is slipping further and further away. Francis, our horse, is getting rather hungry. I do worry, seeing as we haven't fed him in over three weeks. Francis, we'll get you a crystal in no time. Can you wait another two or three weeks? Um, Hopefully, hopefully that would be nice. But it is hard without money, Greg. I mean... We have to have some sort of income while we're here. It's not like Pokemon where we just kind of wander around and people give us things. It's not What's that easy. Pokemon? I don't know. I think I slipped for a moment. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we could open up a lemonade stand. That's how I always made money as a child. Greg, I, I have to be completely honest with you really, really quick. I'm not the full hero that you think that I am. Of course you are, brother. No, Greg, I have my faults. I must tell you, there's something known as income tax. No. Yes, and when you're a 1099 employee, much like I am, Greg, knights are independent contractors. We are not contracted through the state or through a business. They do not withhold our tax from our earnings. I'm supposed to pay my taxes. Instead, I have not. Now I have fallen into back taxes, and I owe the government and the bank a lot of money. Brother, I did not understand a word of you just said. I... I, I, I know, Greg. I know. But it, I'm in a lot of trouble, is what I'm saying. Well, how can I help you? 
Oh, brother. I need to step away for a moment. I, I need some fresh air. Just wait by this stream. Okay. Well, hello there, young man. Whoa, who are you, old man? My name is Mr. Dawes. Mr. Dawes? Yes, and I am the chief executive at the bank around here. I've been following you and your brother. Okay. Hey, my brother said he hasn't been paying his income taxes or something. You sound like <sighs> you might be able to help him. Help him? I'm here to collect, young man. Oh. Well, that should be no problem. When he gets back, we'll just give you the taxes. Shing! Now that I have you here with me, I believe I'm gonna have to collect from you. Uh, okay, I, I don't have anything to give you. Well, how much do you have? Um, I have a little bit of leftover salad from when my brother made a wish on my blood yesterday. I see tied around your neck a coin purse, young man. I believe you probably have some toppings in there. Oh, I don't have any coins in here. I only keep teeth that I lose for the tooth fairy. <laughs> Mother says that if I keep them long enough, they'll turn into money. So maybe if you come back in a couple of weeks, I'll have some toppings for you. Let me see those teeth, young man. All right. Here you go. Uh, a gold filling. This will serve nicely as penance. But that's mine. Well, young man, tell your brother that this will serve to take off part of the interest that he owes on his loan from the Dawes Bank. Now, what does him getting a loan from the bank have to do with his income taxes? <laughs> That's for me to know and for you to find out when your brother returns. <laughs> Alright, I'm stupid and I don't understand this money stuff. Well, have a nice day. I hope my brother's not in trouble anymore. Splash swims away. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Brother, who is that you were speaking to? That was Mr. Dawes. He took my teeth. I owe him money from a loan. Not anymore, you don't. He took my teeth and so we're all squared away. Wait, wait, Greg. He took your teeth? Yes. I had a gold filling, and he said that's enough to to be your interest for the loan. Or something. I don't understand money. I'll explain to you later, when I figure it out fully. Greg, you shouldn't give him your teeth. Those are priceless. Those are heirlooms. I would do anything for you, brother. Greg, you didn't have to do that for me. We have to go get those teeth back. But we have to go find a crystal sponsorship. Greg, we'll get those teeth back in the next episode. Okay. Yay, a side quest. That has been the quest for a crystal sponsorship. Quest spelled with a K. Clint, is that you? Yes, Elisha. Hold my hand, and we shall join each other on a 10,000-foot view. Okay. Sounds like fun. Whoosh. Whoosh. I promise I'm not, I'm not going to talk British the whole episode. But yeah, 10,000-foot view of this movie, so it joins a family, the Banks.
Uh, there's George, Mr. Banks. There's his children, Children Banks, and his wife, Mrs. Banks, whose name I can't remember right now. What's her name? I think it's Martha? Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely... Yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, the children are apparently very bad children, and they're not good with their nannies. They seem and, pretty cute uh, to me, though. Yeah, they seem pretty fine to me. But uh, they they have they they have a nanny that they always run, with and they just can't they can't control their nannies. And their dad just doesn't have time for their silly nonsense. And their mother is out being a suffragette and trying to get votes for women. Good for her. Uh, apparently, it works. Spoiler: um, <laughs> They did it. <laughs> They did it. Um, sexism is over. It's cured. But, thank you, Mary Poppins. Thank you, Mary Poppins. Uh, but then the children write a letter wishing for the exact nanny, nanny that they want. Their dad throws it in the fire and it goes to heaven. And then Mary Poppins comes in and she's like, I'm the nanny that you uh, that you scrawled in, in blood and I'm here to, to reap the souls of the children. And uh, she's there and she's a good nanny. And basically... Uh, the children go on adventures and learn how to be good and learn how to appreciate their parents somewhat. And the parents learn how to appreciate their children and each other. And then everything becomes right. And uh, Bert and Mary, Bert's there. He's a chimney sweep and he's magic. And uh, Mary Poppins is also magic. And then the wind changes and the Mary Poppins flies away into heaven. The end. That was great. Please, everyone, calm down. It wasn't calm that down. Great. Calm okay. down. It's okay. Um, great job. Um, so let me, let's start out with this question. Bert mm. and Mary Poppins, they a thing? Yeah, they is, they is a thing. That, I that had a, was my question. Because, I had a theory that in the sequel, Jack was their child. Uh-huh. Could but be. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Um. Seeing I, as yeah, neither of them are Hispanic. <laughs> well, and yeah, that, and also... He's just Bert's gone and returns. He's he's gone yeah. and they're just like ah oh, he's out in Europe. Oh, did they say something about him? I missed that entirely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll talk um, about that. Yeah, next time, that's next but... episode. But okay, yeah, I was curious if you thought that Mary Poppins and Bert are true love or not because they go on I a very long so. date. Like there's a middle section of this movie that's just them on a date complimenting each other long. over and over like oh Bert you're such a gentleman my favorite part of the movie probably what do you think their history is together I I kind of thought maybe she came to him when he was a child but I I, I think both of them are eternal beings and they just I don't just think Bert is I think Bert's there. just a dude well I think she she is an eternal being. I think that we can agree yeah, on. No, she's like an angel or something. Yeah, something or a a, a demon or a witch. But, yeah, or a witch. Either one. I mean, Jane calls him a, or calls her a witch or something. Mm -hmm. But um, I I think that she kind of has a a man for every generation, if that makes sense. Uh, and Bert is her man. But Jack's not her man in returns. He's yeah, Jane's but, man. Bert's not Bert's not old enough though to. He's just not there. You know. I'm confused, but okay. I don't. I don't understand the lore. He would be like 50 years old in returns, though. True. Yeah. So he's still her man. He's still her man. They can still get it. But um, mm. yeah, she sucks the life force out of one human being, and uh, that's how she stays young. Mm -hmm. And it's in this generation, it's Bert. Okay. Gotcha. So she's a vampire, and she's yeah, Edward, she's and he's Bella. Pretty much. Pretty okay. much. Yes. Um, I really like the part toward the beginning of the movie where all the nannies get blown away. 
so gently, <laughs> so, so gently funny. blown into the air. <laughs> I just, I one thing that is common, I guess, in a lot of older movies, which now in in a lot of like big movies, there's no dead space with sound. You know, there's mm-hmm. always some kind of music playing. Yeah, and even in this movie, which is a musical, there was like dead space of action happening on screen, but yeah. no music happening. Yeah, yeah I, found, I found that really interesting. I th- I kind of like that too. I wish I do too. There was more of that in modern movies. Um, right. Um, can you think of any examples of that? Any particular scenes? Um. Well, the uh, when the nannies were blown away, there was there was like no music there. Light, like there was music. It was just like, but it was like very light. So it was just kind of like I don't know. It was really eerie seeing these yeah. nannies just getting blown away with like little to no music in the background that is just so funny to look at yeah. all these old ladies just <laughs> flying in the air they can't do I anything about it one of my favorite characters um was the policeman yeah he's so funny he was very funny it was so matter of fact with what he said it it, it, it was just hilarious mm-hmm. um you mentioned being surprised by how funny this movie is was mm-hmm. uh can you think of any other parts that made you laugh a lot well the the moment that i said in the beginning about you know how the, their british humor where he she was like oh thank goodness you're here children calm down elizabeth whatever her name is i can't think of it margaret yeah that um, made me laugh really hard yeah I, I love the uh the not the nanny but the the cook lady i guess Oh um, yeah, Ellen. When it's Mary Poppins's day off, and uh, Mrs. Banks is like, "Can you take the children just for a little bit?" And she's like, "Not for a hundred quid. It's a baking day." <laughs> like, <laughs> I laughed so hard at her just audacity <laughs> to talk back to her that way. I know. They, these people work for the banks, yeah. and they live with them. But they're like, "I'm doing my thing, and nothing else. Can't mm-hmm. ask me to do nothing else. Sorry." Um, I like. Jane and Michael a lot. I think they're great. I think Michael looks like an old man. Michael looks just like his movie father. He does. Striking. I looked it up to see if they're related. They're not. They're not. But they look a lot alike. The kid that played Michael died at a very fairly young age as well. I think he died in his thirties. That's very sad because I saw. I looked him up on IMDb and apparently Jane was in was in Mary Poppins Poppins Returns. Returns. She was was like, why is Michael not? That's why she was fancy lady apparently in Mary Poppins Returns. (laughs) But yeah, but Michael died at a very young age, apparently. But uh, cool, awesome, great, hooray! Wait, wait, I have a button for that. No, yeah, I'm not gonna. On, that's look. a real human. I'm not hitting a button on my sound <laughs> effects. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, uh, it's a real human. But yeah, I, I, who is your favorite character in the movie? Oh man, um, I want to give you a good answer. So let me think about all the char- probably Michael. Michael's the best. Really? Yeah. That's funny. He's just a I think, dumb little yeah. kid. Dumb little kid. I think obvious, mine was Bert. I mean, he's just got a lot going for him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Really it, bad it's funny. accent. You have a very bad accent, um, which it's funny. He's not in this movie as much as I remembered him being. Mm-hmm. He's a supporting actor by far. He's not the main character. Yes, absolutely. He also sings Chim Chimini, Chim Chimini, Chim Chim Cherie like eight times throughout the movie. <laughs> Which was like, which won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Really, that's the song that did. That surprised me too. It's like, wow, out of that was the only song that was nominated. I'm pretty sure, and it's the only song that won. Um, 
I think it makes sense. It's a really, really catchy melody. I like that song it, it a lot. It is. It is, but I think there are other songs that have culturally been more relevant or stuck around in the zeitgeist longer. Well, but you can't tell that at the time, though. You don't know what's going to last for 50 years. Um, I mean, I think supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is a better song. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what if in fifty years um, the the song that people remember from A Star Is Born is not shallow? It's not shallow. But, um, look what I've done. Oh, you haven't seen the movie, man. You got to. I haven't seen it, so that that doesn't mean anything to me. Which that that song, <clears throat> Shallow, is going to win. So yes, but every song in that movie is great. A lot of good yeah. songs in it. I've listened to the album. Very good. Um, what are what's your favorite song in Mary Poppins? Oh boy. I a few years ago I would have told you the last song "Let's Go Fly a Kite." Really? I loved that song. Really, yeah, I loved it. I was just very happy. Um, but I think now, probably "Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious." I think mine is "Chim Chimney Chim Chimney Chim Chim Tree." <laughs> that can't be the title. <laughs> what? It's just Chim Chim Chimney. Is it Chim Chimney? Okay, um, I think so. I just I love that song. A haunting, sad melody. It is very melodramatic, isn't it? Yes, it's great. It's kind of the um, the blanket of this movie. That that kind of yeah, you know that that little line of music. Yes, um, whatever that's called. You're more musically educated than I am. That little melody. Uh, oh, <laughs> melody is the word <laughs> you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, it's great. I love that song. Um, Step in Time is also incredible. It's probably Very a close good. second for me. That I man, that was probably a thing as a kid that I wasn't that interested in watching the dance sequences mm-hmm. where there's like long stretches of no singing. But like, I absolutely love that this time around. Yeah, it's so cool. I also really like Jolly Holiday, which is a very long number, but it's uh, very yeah, good. It is good. I like always think of that long. being the same song as Supercalifragilistic. It's just it does kind of bleed into it yeah. because there's not like any dialogue in between. It's just this long, probably like what fifteen minutes of a, a musical number of yeah. like just beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that would be called in a musical, but um, which I should know. I mean, we like I said, we did did this stuff. What what a long song is called in a musical? Yeah, it's called a long song, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, I yeah, the animation sequence is the best part of the movie. I think. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I was kind of surprised. The most memorable parts, I think, of the movie are probably the Jolly Holiday sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, probably uh, what spoonful of sugar? That's a big one. I always think of well the the umbrella is like an iconic on iconic that, in that's an image. iconic moment yes but I, a lot of the iconic moments happened very very early on uh yeah the carpet like bag is what happened. I always think of right that mm-hmm. happened more than halfway before the movie mm-hmm so yeah there's a lot I, more business at the bank and all that stuff than you remember mm-hmm probably because I didn't pay attention to that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, like the the song with it where the bankers are walking in a circle and singing. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that, but yeah. now it's funny. Yeah, because uh, I actually kind of understand what they're saying. But um, back I, then, as a kid, I didn't understand. Yeah, and the and the step in time 
dance sequence is so long too that like it's very that, long. It's kind of sandwiched between two bank scenes, and so that's like the second half of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, well, chim chim the like real chim chimney part mm-hmm. is right after the bank scene. Yeah, and then it slides in to step in time, mm-hmm. sort of. Um. Yes. Oh man, very good movie. I could. <laughs> Good movie. I completely forgot about the scene where all the chimney sweeps run into the house. Came out of the yeah. Came out of the. I was thinking the same thing. I did not remember that being in the movie. And honestly, the parents are kind of chill about it. (laughs) They're just like, get out of our house. (laughs) Yeah, they're so nice about it. They're like, ah, darn, not again. (laughs) Stop this nonsense. I just like how like the chimney sweeps were so indignant about what was going on it's like the maids would like scream and they're like ah step in time ah step in time um uh let's see what what else have we not talked about okay the penguin raiders in the animation sequence are incredible Ah, so great i love them i was laughing so hard every time they were waiting on mary poppins and bert just the 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 part where bert did his quote-unquote rap you know talking about all the all the women that he knows I found I laughed really hard at that moment because it's like, dude, you're digging yourself even deeper, just like naming these women over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And Mary Poppins just get just getting fed up with it. But it that was very funny. Yeah. Um. I, okay, so the lullaby song. Um, that was yeah. one that I kind of forgot about. Um, where she's not my favorite. I, well, I like the song, but she's singing sarcastically telling them to stay awake and it makes them fall asleep. That's the whole bit. True. I almost fell asleep during that song. It oh, was so peaceful. Cute. I was laying on the couch watching it and Mary Palmer's almost sang me to sleep. Um, One thing that I, um, I I didn't even think about when I was a kid was the length of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was very long. It's very long. It's two hours and 20 minutes, I think. Yeah, two hours and 20 minutes. It's incredibly long, uh-huh. which, think about this. I mean, you know, back then, uh, Quentin Tarantino tried to do this with The Hateful Eight, but back then, movies had intermissions. So, yeah. this movie probably had an intermission at some point. This was probably when they started to stop doing those things, but I know Disney classically still still did those. Um, so, it probably did have an intermission at some point. Where this was it would 67. Be, I sure. don't think they had intermissions back 64. then. 64. Four. Okay. Yeah. Did they still do that I, back then? I'd be willing I'd be willing to bet they did because I remember my dad, I remember my dad telling me that he went to movies that had intermissions. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that was when he went to movies. But um, yeah, it was, it was a very long movie. But I was thinking about it and I don't really know what would be cut because everything kind of pays off or it builds up to something that pays off. Um, yeah, I think you could cut some things. <laughs> okay. Let's hear them. Maybe not. Maybe it's perfect. Well, like I was thinking, I was like, maybe you could cut the bank stuff, but the bank pays off in the sequel. Oh no, you so can't like... pay. You can't cut any of the bank stuff. That's well, like, I was thinking about some some stuff in the bank. I was thinking you could cut out. Like but what? It really kind of pays off. Uh, probably the part where he ends up giving them the the toppings at the end. I like, well, I think that's the most important stuff in this movie. Honestly, why do you say that? That's that's what it's about. It's about Mr. Banks. 
No, I'm saying like him just like that whole scene where he's like, here, take them. It's for you, blah, blah, blah. It's oh. like that that emotionally pays off in the second movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alert. You could probably shorten that, but I, I don't know. I like everything that happens at the bank. I like a lot. Um, Which Dick, Dick Van Dyke's character in the sequel is in this movie. Yes, he is. Well, isn't he? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played by a different He's guy, though. Different guy, yeah. But um, it, it was very funny. Uh, the the very end where they're out there flying the kite, and they're like, "Oh, hello, Banks." Father laughed so hard. That he is died. so funny. I there I did so not like remember a, that being in the movie. <laughs> me either. I totally forgot. He's like, "I'm so sorry," and they're like, "Oh no, it's fine." He was really happy. <laughs> he was really happy at the end of it. Yeah, I love that. Which um, I guess floating away means you die. Yes, floating away means. You die. So Uncle Albert is dead, or was dead, but he was revived. No, I think I, I think he, we just, because of that scene ends with him flying up in the air, and they're like, no, come back. And then I think eventually he probably laughs so much <laughs> that he just dies and then plops onto the floor. <laughs> Falls very hard to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they Shattering. didn't show that. It would have been a bit much. That would have been disturbing. Um, But he is played by Dick Van Dyke, and in the credits, did you see how he's credited? Um, no, I didn't. So I watched all the way through the credits because I was too lazy to get up from the couch. And <laughs> um, it says it, he's like the last character credited. And it says Mr. Mr. Dawes, Mr. Dawes Sr. played by Navkdik Keed. But then. What? No, listen. The letters shift around. Blah, 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 blah. Like I am Lord Voldemort style in Chamber of Secrets. And guess what? It says what? Dick Van Dyke. That's so weird. <laughs> it's the best. I think they were thinking like, huh, I bet they didn't know this was Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> well, you know, according to the trivia, the children did not know it was Dick Van Dyke until after the movie came out. Really? Yeah. Like their reactions of seeing this like silly old man like fall around was they were genuine. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I thought that was very funny. Um. Yeah. You know what I think is funny? Um, Dick Van Dyke was 39 years old when this movie came out. Not when it started filming. He was younger. It, mm-hmm. I, apparently, this production took a while. But Julie Andrews was our age when this movie started filming. Wow. Did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So how inadequate do you feel? Very, very inadequate. What year mm-hmm. was uh, Sound of Music? I'm looking mm-hmm. it up now. Vamp. Fan I think 20. it came out a couple okay, years Okay, it was after. 65, so it was the year after. So it came out a year after this. I didn't know wow. they were so close together. Okay. I didn't either. It's a quick turnaround, which if you see the... Julie Andrews won an Academy Award for this movie, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. Um, she, she, uh, her hair was like really short when she accepted, which that's how it was in Sound of Music, which Sound of Music is not as good as this, in my opinion. In your opinion. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Sound of Music is better? I have not seen Sound of Music in forever. Sound of Music is one that I remember came in a four-set VHS tape. Yeah, it's long. <laughs> it's it's like I think it's like three and a half hours long. Yeah, I really am going to have to watch that soon, but we can't talk about that on this show. No, we can't. It would, just but, be, eh, it would, it it would take be a so good long. episode. Maybe someday. Was um, she in? No, she wasn't in The King and I. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of movie musicals. But um, anyway, uh, she, like I said, she won the she's Academy in Princess Award. Diaries. For, she is. She's in Aquaman. She is in Diaries. She is in Aquaman <laughs> and Shrek. Well, Shrek she is two. in Shrek. Shrek 2 and Aquaman. 
I think that's uh, it. I think it's just those five movies. Those movies. That's the only movie she's ever done. Uh-huh. Uh, but she won the Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Um, she was up against Audrey Hepburn for, um, what's that movie she was in? It's based off of Pygmalion. Um, babe. Yes. <laughs> 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 a very good uh, joke. One hundred. My fair lady. Points. Congrats, my fair lady. That's right. Um, she was up against uh, my fair lady, <coughs> which she beat her. She beat Audrey Hepburn in that. Hmm. Um, which a little bit of trivia. She uh, Julie Andrews originated the part of Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady, and she was passed over for the movie. And everyone thought she was going to be in the movie, but yeah. she got Mary Poppins. And, she did Mary Poppins instead, and ended up winning for that movie. Hmm. Um, but do you think she deserved an Oscar for this movie? Yes, she's so good. I agree. I mean, I can't really say because I haven't seen the other. I haven't seen her comp. Well, I've, I've seen My Fair Lady, but um, oh, well, she didn't do her own singing in My Fair Lady. So, oh, okay. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, Julie Andrews is the core of this movie. I think she's mm-hmm. so freaking good. There's there are sections where she's not in it for a while. Mm-hmm. Which well, she has every I, other Tuesday off, so. Which I found, I was just thinking, like, what is she doing with her free time? <laughs> I don't know. She got dressed up very well for her free time. Mm-hmm. She just goes to the park and feeds birds. I, ma- I imagine she just goes to, like, a park and just sits there. She's like, I just have to get away from everything for mm-hmm. a moment. No magic today. She probably vapes. <laughs> she goes to the uh, local apothecary. <laughs> You hey, think, let's, let's play let's play this out for a moment hold on do you think mary poppins would vape i think she would oh yeah absolutely she flew in on a cloud mm-hmm. yeah she vapes yeah all right let's play this out for a moment mary poppins going to the apothecary i will be mary poppins Ready? okay uh for the sake of our listeners who might not know what an apothecary is what would you tell them i know but um it's it's like an old-fashioned drug dealer <laughs> Why did you say but the also, word if you didn't know? Like, I, I I, don't know how to describe it. Okay, I'm Googling it for our listeners so I can tell them. Because I know yeah, what an apothecary is. Yeah, I mean, do it for the listeners. Um, an apothecary is a person who prepared and sold medicine and drugs. Uh, okay, drugs, good. Okay, drugs. So, All right, uh, let, let, let's play this out. Ready? Uh-huh. Ding dong. Hello, what can I do for you, madam? Hello, I've been having a little bit of pain behind my eyes. I believe I might be developing glaucoma. Oh, well, have you heard of these new vape pens? Yes, I have, but I thought I gave up the devil's devil's cloud (laughs) many years ago. Oh, well, it's just water vapor is all it is, but it'll help you relax and it's better than nicotine cigarettes. Well, I tell you, I, I... Dealing with these children day in and day out, I, I need my fix, man. I'm starting to drive myself wild. I, I use the patch, I chew the gum, but nothing seems to remedy it. Well, someday this stuff's going to catch on. But uh, right now, you'll be my first ever customer. You can be the first ever person to vape. Well, hit me with some of that dank cloud. Uh, that'll be 400 quid. How much is a quid <laughs> worth? I think like a penny. Okay, that'll be... 400 quid, like I said. Well, here you go. It's, it's not a, a em- empty bag full of quids. Uh, oh, look at all these <laughs> quids. <laughs> Somebody catch them before they run away. 
Sorry, I brought them all in my pillowcase. <laughs> all right, here's your vape pen. Clint has never heard what a vape sounds like. Yeah, what does a vape sound like? I think out of all of us, you're the most likely to vape. Out of all two of us? Yeah, I'm yeah, probably more likely to vape between the two of us. It sounds like this. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Hey, hey, listeners, uh, submit an audio file of your best vape noise. We yeah. want to hear it. But, don't, yeah, but it, don't record actual vaping. We yeah, got to hear your matter. impression of a vape. Yeah. But, yes, Mary Poppins would definitely yeah, vape. Yeah, she would definitely vape. We can agree on that. I, what did you think about um, the mother, the suffragette character? She's great. I like her a lot. Very I think she's funny. so funny. I think it's funny that she has, like, she's this strong, independent woman who is a suffragette, which is a back, um, would be a modern day feminist, I guess. Um, I guess. Well, and, but, and a feminist. Just and a, a feminist. feminist. Well, yeah. I mean, the comparison, um, for people that don't know what a suffragette is, is what I'm saying. They want women um, to be able to vote. Exactly. That was their main, their main goal, which she's talking about all these escapades that she's going on. Like, I'm going to go down to the prison to help the women sing. <laughs> Something like that. But then when her her husband tells her something, she just kind of defaults back into like doting wife mode. Yeah, <laughs> she she like, is really funny. Um, she's very funny. Which she was also in Mary Poppins Returns. Wait, really? Who is she? Yeah, uh, she's just like some random character. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep, she's great. Um, what else? Everybody's good. It's a great. Everybody's cast. good. I love Mr. Banks. He's so good. Mm -hmm. He is. He he's he was kind of in a lot of London-based Disney movies. Yeah, he's in Bedknobs Bed and, and Broomsticks, which is just like them trying to do Mary Poppins again, it seems like. Yeah, it, it, that's what it was. They were trying to cache in on the magic, that quote-unquote magic that came from it. Was he in Mr. Limpet? No, that was Don Knotts. Sorry. Yeah, they're the same pretty much. Same character. Don Knotts is... American Mr. Banks, whoever that actor is. Um, I'm trying to think of who actually British Don Knotts would be. I mean, I mean maybe. I don't, maybe. That's the best guess I have. Do you remember where you were when Don Knotts died? <laughs> no. Where were you? <laughs> I was in Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you doing in Florida? How'd you find out? I'm, Tell me everything. We were watching um, Chicken Little. <laughs> and he was in, he was in Chicken episode. Little. He was in Chicken Little. Who is he in Chicken Little? The turkey mare. Oh, that makes sense. He is a human turkey. Yeah, he is a human turkey. And then we found out that he died. Mm -hmm. um, as the, the sirens, the, the, the caller came out, announced his, his death. Mm -hmm. But I, anyway. I figured out who I think British Don Knotts is. Who is it? He's from a different time period. But it's the guy who plays the guy in Pirates of the Caribbean whose eye is always popping out, and yeah, he's the Dwight character right. in the British office. That's yeah, British that's Don Knotts. Anyway, anything else you want to say about one of your favorite? Is this one of your favorite movies ever? It seems oh, like it. I forgot to mention it. This is in my top five favorite movies yeah, of all time. I would think it would be. That's yeah. not the case for me, but I like it a lot. Yeah, I could probably turn this movie on and. It could lighten my mood, even though it would take a while. It's just this movie is very wholesome. And, and so when you're down, I'd recommend putting Mary Poppins on, even if it's just a scene of the movie. Every song's a banger. 
Um, Every song is a banger. Sneak peek of what I think about Mary Poppins Returns. I know that's for next episode. I don't think right. one song in Mary Poppins Returns, sonically speaking, comes close to anything in this movie. Absolutely not. The closest one. I like Mary I Poppins Returns of. a lot. <laughs> but Yeah, I do too. But I think the closest one from that movie is the the one where they go on a carriage ride in the bowl. Yes. Royal um, Dalton Music Hall. I think they're all good. I just don't think any of them are as wonderful as the songs in this movie. I think they mm-hmm. they nailed it with every song in this movie. Um, no, yeah, the Sherman Brothers are geniuses with this movie with the music. Mm-hmm. Which that's who wrote it was the Sherman Brothers. They also make paint, right? Sherman Sherman Williams. Sherman Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, anyway, yeah. um, I have a bit of gas <laughs> and i would like to do some, some that's the best moments. transition we have because i know i know you've been debating it uh, yeah i was trying to figure out the best way to do it and i think that was it i have some sinful moments for you um uh-huh. so for the listeners um which is what this podcast is for it's for the listeners it's not for you clint i'm always talking to listeners okay well originally it was for me but yeah you know. it was originally for you um what we do is we go to the IMDb Parents Guide section, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take a look here at what we've got under the five categories, and Clint's going to try and guess a few things that are in there. Um, I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and let you off the hook and let you know that there is unfortunately nothing under our favorite category, <laughs> sex and nudity. Oh, no None. sex and nudity? I know that Mr. Banks kissed his wife. Yeah, he did. Um and but they kind of did it from an angle where it was like a dick. That's true. You couldn't see. I, I did. You, did that stand out to you at all? Yeah, it did. I. It was like, oh, it, it, it's a stage kiss. Yeah, it That's was. What it was. It was scandalous. Um, yeah. Uh, but the other four categories are violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and frightening and intense scenes. Uh, there's also mm-hmm. nothing under profanity. So there's you have three options. <laughs> Aw, man. When they yeah, when Mary Poppins flew in and Jane and Michael. Let out a bunch of expletives. Yep. Which is a logical thing to do when yeah. a woman flies in. Yeah. I remember when it happened to me. What did you say when you first saw a nanny fly into your house? <laughs> you, man, you, you're going to make me bleep something out in every episode. But I should have, yeah. I definitely absolutely asked you. For that. you that was the layup. I set I you just, up for that. Yeah. You set me up. Okay. So your options are violence and gore, alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, and smoking. And frightening okay. and intense scenes. Okay. So give me give me one category. Uh, we'll, violence we'll and gore that. is the most interesting, I think. Uh violence and gore. Nothing particularly gory. <laughs> um, I can't. I'm trying to think of if anybody punched anyone. Oh well, someone punches or hits someone. This so, so, does someone. Yeah. Um, Jor or um, what's it? What's the kid's name? Michael like shoves Mister Dawes, doesn't he? That is not in here, but that does happen. Okay. Um, what, what, let me give you a hint. The... Yeah, these characters are not human. Oh, <laughs> okay. The penguins. The penguins slap each other. Yes, it. The exact wording is in one. In one point, a penguin <laughs> slaps another penguin just for laughs. <laughs> not violence <laughs> no just for laughs um which makes it even worse he didn't even have a re- it wasn't self-defense he just did it, it for, was laughs. Just for laughs uh there's one other thing <laughs> oh, so, in here so they would predicate it by saying like the penguin slaps the other one in self-defense yes 
Um, the other thing in here, you're probably not going to guess this. So it just says a fox flees for his life from a aristocratic <laughs> fox hunters, but Bert decides to intervene and help the fox escape. Ah. Um. What do you think? There's anything in alcohol, drugs, and smoking? Uh, they do they smoke cigarettes? Do they smoke nicotine? Okay, it does say typical old-fashioned cigar smoking, but that is not. Where did um, the cigar smoking take place? I don't know. It just says typical old-fashioned cigar smoking. I'm thinking maybe the the some of the bank employees do. They did, yes. When they entered into that long, that big room, I think some of them had cigars. Yes. Or like, you know, those three-foot-long cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> like Cruella DeVille has in yeah. 101 Dalmatians. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. And there's one other thing in that category that I enjoyed. Um, for smoking and alcohol drugs? Yep. I don't know. What else? It says, when Mary takes her share of flavor-switching medicine, she says, <laughs> Ah, yes. She says, yum, rum punch. And then she... Yes. Now, that's enough right there. But listen, it gets juicier. Because it says, and then she hiccups. <laughs> it is implied she changed hers to an alcoholic drink. That hiccup <laughs> says a lot, according to <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> yes, she went, mm, rum punch. Yeah, she rolls the R. Rum punch. And then she says, quite satisfactory. And then hiccups. Uh, I do remember that Yeah, now. Jane says, like, lime cordial. And, uh, <laughs> you know, British foods that they would eat in, like, a Red Wall book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Michael says, ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Vape. Smoke. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> butane. <laughs> um... It's rumored that there might be a Mary Poppins three, so in Mary Poppins three, there better be some vaping. There's, it's ugh, there better not be. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like it should be done, but I th- uh, I'm glad we're on the same page. I was pretty against the second one when I heard it was coming out. But apparently, we'll get to that apparently, one. our Rob Marshall is uh, has said that they're in the early stages of a development, so it's a possibility. Oh, I don't know mm, what it would it, be about. Like, I don't either. Because you can't really do another time skip. I assume Emily Blunt would still be Mary Poppins. So like, right? That'd be know. very difficult. To what find if it's somebody else? Day. It's about their like grandkids. <laughs> then they're great. Definitely be vaping in it. Yeah, it would be about George and Michael's grandkids because that took place like right before World War Two. So mm, yeah, and this movie took place right before World War One. So yep. Anyway, but, uh, um, anything else in sinful moments? Uh, let's see. Of note. The only other category is uh, oh okay so uh, also under violence and gore this is under the spoiler section though it does say mr banks's former employer tells mr banks that because of a joke he told his father he literally died laughing (laughs) however while that means that mr banks had inadvertently caused the bank executive's death the man's son confesses that he is pleased that his father died happily (laughs) and rehires mr banks yes good it sounds like he he confessed that's the word i got hung up <laughs> yeah he confesses that he's happy that his father died um oh 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 uh we were talking about moments that made us laugh really hard in uh, the moment where mr banks was fired and they were kind of depinning him more or less uh-huh. that was one of the hardest moments i laughed was when they he came up and he ripped his flower in half and then repinned it on him and then he got his umbrella and he was going to turn his umbrella inside out. And as he was about to turn his umbrella inside out, one of the board members stood up and went, no, not that. 
And the other ones went, stay steady, man. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> hilarious. Yes, that is very funny. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Hold on. One more thing. Frightening intense scenes. Um, okay. There's a few things in here that are not that interesting. The only one that I thought was kind of funny, um, it says, Mr. Banks is summoned to the bank after hours. This is frightening intense scenes. <laughs> Mr. Bank <laughs> is summoned to the bank after hours, and he knows that he is likely about to be fired for his son inadvertently <laughs> starting a bank run that embarrassed the institution. There's a long mm-hmm. sequence of Mr. Banks walking to the bank in the darkened streets of London and feeling utterly lost and alone, convinced that he is a failure who's about to ruin his family. <laughs> that was very frightening to me. Very frightening. I did like that scene of him walking, though. Yeah, that it was, is really, really well done. It but. was very good. I was like, man, I want to walk through London at night. It just seems really calm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is that hot take or not hot takes? Uh, sinful moments. Yeah, uh, we're done. No more sinful Yay. moments. Uh, but now we got some hot takes, baby. What That's you got right. For me? Back. I've got a few. Okay. Um, so this first one comes from Allison Laurie. Uh, she gave it a one out of ten. I'm going to read the full review because it's not that long. Okay. Uh, and she said, "I'm, I'm going to have to read this in a British accent because the verbiage she used, I think, implies that it." should be read in the British accent. I think you'll agree okay. with me. Uh, she said, what's all the fuss about? <laughs> Awful film. Complete and utter rubbish. Can't say enough bad things about this film. Nothing at all like the books. Horrendous animation. Atrocious singing. Terrible acting from all character. Just quite simply, a complete and utter disgrace. Horrid bullying. Father figure pathetic mother and i've run out of things to say now unattractive and annoying children (laughs) it's a disgrace what the disney company have done to a classic book no wonder the author had such a bad relationship with him he'd be turning in her grave poor woman hideous songs as well a group of old men singing to children about establishing credit dividends and shares seriously horrendous some of her problems with this movie are just like she just lists Things characters and, and their flaws. Like that dad is not a good dad. Yeah, that's what the movie's about. That's what the movie's about. I just thought it was funny that she said unattractive children. Yeah, that, yikes. I know. Uh, uh, so here's a, here's another review. This comes from Lee Eisenberg. Hey Lee, uh, Lee thanks for listening. Lee, yeah, Lee gives a six out of ten, and his title is Princess Fiona's Mom Meets the Man Who Tripped Over the Ottoman. What? Uh, who's the, okay? Dick I, I understand the Dick first reference, but what? Dick Van Dyke from the Dick Van Dyke Show. That's his intro as he like trips over an ottoman. Okay, so this person the, just thinks they're being clever by they are referencing um, things. This, Some Deadpool humor come, there. <laughs> this, yeah, we haven't talked about Deadpool in quite a while, have we? Christian Deadpool hasn't made an appearance on our show in a while. Not yet. Uh, this one comes from Casey Nicholson. Casey gives it a 2 out of 10 and says, uh, sinks perfectly to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, okay. I might have to try yeah. that. Try that sometime. I thought I was hoping they'd say Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> um, so the joke this, that this person is making is that Wizard of Oz sinks perfectly with Dark Side of the Moon, but this is a musical that <laughs> syncs up with a different Pink Floyd album. Floyd song. Yeah, exactly. All and, right. Uh, this final... This final Deadpool is really from, killing it on these <laughs> online reviews. Uh, this one came from Amazon, and they gave it a 1 out of 10. This comes from Joe Cr- Joan Crowland, gives it a 1 out of 10. Uh, the title is Thant. And, Thant? Uh, 
that. And the, the review says, love dealing with Amazoy. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What? What is, is Okay, so Amazon, but what is Thant? <laughs> I don't know. T-H-A-N-T. Thant. Thant. Were they trying to say Thanos? I don't know, but it... Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Thanks. Love dealing with Amazon. Faint loves dealing, dealing with Amazon. <laughs> so, what was her name? Yeah. Joan? Uh, Joan Crowland. Thanks, Joan. Thanks for listening. Thanks Thant for listening. Oh, should we Thant start saying Thant for listening instead of Skanath? No, uh, no, we shouldn't. No. Can't get rid of Spy Kids. We can't get ROG. Can't get rid of Spy Kids. Um, mm. Well, great stuff. I think we need to get to our three questions here. Yeah, um, I'm ready. First Our three critical questions. First three questions. First question of the three. <laughs> is this movie good for kids? Um, yes. I'm going to say mostly yes. Mostly? Okay. What's it's the... kind of boring at times. you got to admit okay, that. That's why, yeah, that's why it's a nine and not a ten for me. But I, I still think, yes, I'm going to say <clears> yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, two, is this movie good for adults? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, three. Does this movie stand the test yes. of time? Yeah, uh, it does yeah. for you. Definitely does for me too. Uh, hoist it on up to the rafters. It's yeah, going yeah, up put there. Put that jersey right up there, kids. It doesn't uh, even it's... need to be hoisted up there because it's got an umbrella and it can just fly up there. Just fly up there. Just yeah. fly it. The up first there. movie with with a lot of flying. Uh, <laughs> well, Spy Kids. That's a pretty and, weird and Spider Man like, <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> hey, it's our first fly movie. Uh, does is there flying in Rockadoodle? Probably. There's birds in it. I don't know, man. I really don't feel like thinking about every movie we've done and trying to figure out how much flying is in it because I don't even understand why that's interesting. Why'd you bring that up? I just want to give this movie every bit of credit that it deserves. Okay. I got to figure out what my Mary Poppins is, and then we got to cover that because yeah. I feel like Mary Poppins was a very important movie to you that is not as important to me. I'll be thinking about about that, and maybe we can do that after our next episode, which is Mary Poppins Returns, as we've already said. Mm, yes, yeah, surprise, Mary Poppins Returns, because uh, I feel like in the in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen, there's been a lot of reboots. Yes, or a lot of uh, you know, long awaited trade, long awaited uh, sequel. Because these Hollywood executives, they just want that moolah. Just want to make money. They just want that moolah, and they figured out what we want to see is the characters that we grew up with. Just do them again. Just do them one more again. Do them one more again. And so, yeah, Mary Poppins returns. It's a different cast, but the same Mary. That Poppins. Is, uh, yeah. Well, kind of same oh. Mary, different cast. Oh, also with this Mary Poppins, the original. I forgot how silly she was. Um, like she's not as stern as I thought, as I remembered her being. I will edit in that comment back to when we were talking about the movie. Thank you. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty to. silly. Um, cool. Yeah, we're talking about Mary Poppins Returns next week, and then after that, we'll figure it out. I don't know. That's right. Uh, we have Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we've made $100,000. We've made so. so much money from Etsy that the government has been really suspicious of it, saying, how have you been able to get this much money from these how, drawings? Yeah, how have you been able to buy... I Like, I don't make enough money to buy a really nice house uh, or a home in general, 
but well, depending, depending on the size of the home, but they're just wondering like, how did I buy this super nice home? Yeah. And it's because of these drawings. So thank you everyone. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Um, social media. I'm on Twitter at Elisha P. Smith. Um, I'm, I'm also on Twitter at Clint J H page. Oh, I thought J. you were going to also say Elisha P. Smith. And I was like, okay, I'll get double oh. the follows. Um, no, no. We also have a, an account for our show. Um, purely nostalgia is Twitter. And then Instagram, Purely Nostalgia Pod. You got to add those extra three letters because we couldn't snag Purely Nostalgia for Instagram. I looked up the Purely Nostalgia account the other day. Uh huh. For Instagram? Yeah, for Instagram. Uh Like the one that's just Purely Nostalgia. And it's like a bunch of Canadians. And so. Bunch of Canadians? Bunch of Canadians running around being silly and polite. Dang, I was going to say we could probably buy the handle from them, but we couldn't afford it in Canadian dollars. In Canadian money, no. Because it's like 30% more. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, they haven't posted anything since like 2015, so uh, blow up their page too. Show them some love. No, don't, because if they stay dead, maybe their account <laughs> will disappear and then we can snag that username. Snag it. That's, yeah, true, true. How Mr. Dawes of you? Uh, yes. Um, Letterbox. I am Elisha P. Smith on Letterbox as well. Clint, you and... also have Letterbox now. Yeah, I'm, I am at Clint J.H. Page on Letterbox. Um, you haven't been that active. Very active. I'm disappointed no. in you. I know I'm for still... a fact two movies that you've watched that you haven't logged. So, wait, what? Um, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes. And Anchorman Two. Oh, true. You got to log those, man. I I do have to log them. I did log Vice. I went and made oh, the yeah, effort of logging Vice, which is a garbage movie. It's a pretty garbo movie, yeah. Which I'm pretty proud of my review of Vice. It was good. Yeah, you got to do that more. Every time you see a movie, I want to see those words, man. Yeah, true. I- well, until next time, we will see you bassoon. And thanks for listening. <laughs>